0: Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest tracking the Toronto Raptors 107-95 win against the Philadelphia 76ers and this game ugly at times was certainly ended up being a very exciting one for Toronto Raptors fans Philadelphia 76ers obviously without Joel Embiid came out firing ready to go they they looked like they really wanted this W Harris Horford Simmons they all came out for blood against the Toronto Raptors but to no avail the the Raptors held on they also uh, lost Josh Richardson early in this game so that should be mentioned as well But the Raptors handled their business against a very talented Sixers team that has been playing better as of late. So, yes, they were at home in the Sixers' struggle on the road, but still very impressive performance for the Raptors tonight. So let's let's just dive into it, because the big thing with the Raptors, it's been... Since players have been coming back from injury, we've been slapping teams for for a lot of games. We, we come out and we get a big lead against a lot of whoever we seem to play, whether it be a good or bad team. Then we subtly let them get back into the groove, get back into rhythm. So the Toronto Raptors have had trouble kind of, closing games, executing down the stretch. Now, this wasn't the case in this game where we got a big lead against the Sixers. The Sixers actually seemed to be in most of control, especially in the first half of this one, but once the Toronto Raptors put on the gas a little bit and got the lead on the Sixers, they never held back. And the person we've been calling to really force that for the Raptors is Pascal Siakam. A lot of fans have been saying that he's our number one option, Well, we've been saying on the podcast as well, as our number one option, he's the guy that's supposed to make sure we don't blow these leads, Get, get us buckets. When the offense is struggling, and he didn't really do it for the Raptors tonight. Maybe did it on one or two possessions, but the guy that really sealed the deal for the Raptors, it was Fred Van Vliet. Frederick Van Vliet. He was absolutely remarkable tonight. 22 points, 8 assists, and just the timeliness of his buckets. They were it was perfect for the Toronto Raptors, especially down the stretch of this one. He hit 6 for 7 from the three-point line, also had 5 rebounds, and the, the, he hit about three that were down the stretch of this one. One was a dribble pull up uh, off a screen that was a three pointer. One, ronde Hollis Jefferson went in a bit wild and they threw it out to Frederick, and he he splashed one home. There was one on the wing that was ridiculous. And then one we'll save for the spicy PLA of the day. But Fred Van Vliet, it, he's got that cold blooded mentality. And yes, Siakam right now is our best pure scorer. He's our number one option. Obviously, he averages like 10 more points than, not ten eight 8 more points than Fred Van Vliet, I believe, right now. I haven't checked the stats in maybe a week or so, so definitely a few more points averaged by Siakam with his length and all that, but down the stretch of games, the confidence that Fred Van Vliet shows, regardless of the matchup, regardless of how he's performing, he's always willing to take those shots, always willing to be confident to get back in that rhythm, and tonight it showed off tremendously. Wasn't having the biggest of games, but when the Raptors needed to, to have a little injection of offense, he was ready to provide it, and... Yeah, the buckets he got really sealed the deal for the Raptors. Just steady Freddie being steady in the clutch. He did against the Atlanta Hawks. He had a ridiculous game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Fred has been on an absolute tear since he's come back from injury, and to have him and the next guy we're talking about, Norman Powell, playing at such a high level, Our, there's skepticism whether, especially with Danny Green and obviously Kawhi Leonard gone, will we have that scoring production from the Wings, but... The way these two guys are playing, there's no worries about that. So let's get into the second player, Norman Powell. He was, in my opinion, the second best player for the Raptors tonight. Gasol could be up there as well. But again, down the stretch of this one, Norman Powell was just making drives that were were remarkable. He was slashing between Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris and Simmons is a very good on-ball defender. Theibel was guarding him for a large stretch of this game, and it didn't matter who was in front of him. Norm, especially in the second half, when he wanted to get to the rim, he wasn't out of control. He made an explosive first step and looked remarkably just comfortable finishing after a large explosive burst. That change of pace he provides from going from one of the quickest first steps in the league to uh just being comfortable now because we've seen norm always be capable of getting to the rim with that speed and agility and all that but he'd usually be out of control when he goes in there and that's why a lot of people critiqued him for forcing his game but i think now he's just learned to control his body to the extent where he can explode off the jump and then when the second third defender comes he knows how to react to them he's getting more comfortable with his feel for the game and now he's got this sort of inside out move i believe he did to i want to say tobias harris full speed running full speed did this inside out cross uh, on a fast break and finished around the rim that's remarkably difficult to do for for a guy that's especially not a point guard dribbling you know known for his handles the fact that he can do that at that full speed it's just a testament to how his skills, especially finishing around the rim, have have progressed. And tonight, not the greatest shooting night for Norman Powell. He was, uh, from the field, it was fine, 6 of 11, but 1 for 5 from the 3-point uh, line. And he went for 18 points, 8 rebounds, but usually when Norman Powell misses his long jumpers, the rest of his game kind of gets out of whack, or like Norman Powell's of the past years. But now, even when the jumper isn't going, he he has these other things he can resort to, other tricks up his sleeve, attacking the rim and all that sort of stuff, where he's still a positive in terms of attacking and just being a threat out there. And that's such an asset for the Toronto Raptors to have. He's continued to to keep up this remarkable play. Uh, If him and Fred Van Vliet, man, stay at this level, the Raptors are going to be a scary team in the Eastern Conference, especially when Siakam and all the guys pick up their level of play. So shout-out Norman Powell, shout-out Fred Van Vliet, and also shout-out Marcus Gasol, 7 of 7 from the field tonight, 3 threes, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, only 25 minutes of action. Obviously, no Joel Embiid tonight, so no no need to provide Marcus All with a lot of heavy minutes. The Sixers without Embiid are a lot a lot more free flowing offensive team. Try to swing the ball around a lot more. They they shoot a lot of three or they shot a lot of threes tonight. But uh, Marcus All really played strong when he was out on the court, getting buckets. His defense was not as recognized as it usually is when we play the Sixers, as there's no real low post. Grit and grind player on the Philadelphia 76ers when Joel Embiid is out but certainly a really solid game. You go 100% from the field, that's a positive, but the the Raptor that closed this one was Sergi Baca. and he had 16 points, 7 rebounds himself. The the dual the two-headed monster at the center position really had big games tonight. And Serge Baca, he when the Raptors went to that smaller lineup, the more mobile lineup to defend the threes cuz the big issue in the first half was the ability to defend the threes. The Sixers were just knocking them down left, right, and center, but once the Raptors switched to that smaller ball lineup, and Ibaka obviously a bit more mobile than Gasol, especially getting out to the three-point line, the Sixers' offense really stagnated as they weren't getting the same open looks they were in the first half, so that was a huge plus for Ibaka. The fact that Raptors have this versatility where they can have a more positional, big lumbering center to guard guys like Joel Embiid. A Giannis who loves to pack the paint and attack the rim uh, in the future. Maybe a Zion Williamson type player. In the past, maybe a Boogie Cousins or if Boogie Cousins ever comes back from injury. So the the fact that we have a guy like that who can also score, be a positive on the offensive end, and Gasol's passing is just remarkable. But to pair that with a guy where, if it's a more mobile team, a team that is looking to pace in space and shoot up a lot of threes, and we need a more mobile big to defend around the three-point line that can also rim protect, we have Sergi Baca that can fulfill that role and close out a game, and they're both... Almost equally competent in terms of offensive output. Sergi Baca scores the ball more at this point in his career, but Gasol's playmaking and three-point ability is a little bit stronger, in my opinion. But the fact we have such a versatile skill set at the center position between uh, Marcus Allen, and Serge Ibaka and you can make an argument for Chris Boucher if you really want to go quick and mobile the fact we have these types of centers on our roster it's going to be such an asset for looking to make a deep playoff run so shout out to Masai Jerry it's a big part of the reason we won the championship and it showed off tonight uh, I brought up Norman Powell he played strong Kyle Lowry 16 points four assists three rebounds not the hugest scoring night uh, struggle from the three-point line but Kyle Lowry still did Kyle Lowry things, played defense, swung the ball within the flow of the offense, not many assists, but made a couple of really nice drives when it really mattered. So shout out Kalo. That was a that was a positive tonight. And a couple more guys I want to talk about. Both had zero points for the game, but Terrence Davis and Ronde Hollis Jefferson, they didn't really take that many shots. But when they came into the game and the Raptors had that more mobile, free flowing offense, It it really took over. The Raptors really ended up building on their lead, and I think a large part of that was the energy infusion that TD and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson provided for the team. Obviously, I'm not going to say they had an amazing game as neither of them scored. TD had like six rebounds, which is pretty solid for a shooting guard. As he says, he's a big man now, but it, it was really nice to see those guys come off the bench, and even though they didn't score, have that energy infusion. But still, like to see them get a few more buckets the next game. But nothing you can do about that. They have been playing well this season. Let's let's swing it straight into the segments. Because there's a few segments we got to talk about in this one. And tonight, the spicy P-lay of the day. It's it's going to, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Fred Van Vliet. And I brought up the other shots he hit down the stretch in this one. But the step back that was just the co- most cold-blooded shot of the night. That's certainly got to be the spicy P-lay of the day. Fred Van Vliet. We've been saying that especially since the year the bench mob really broke out, and yes, he struggled in the playoffs the the first go-around when we had tomorrow and we played the Wizards and the Cavs, but he was dealing with a shoulder injury, and then some people questioned Fred Van Vliet's clutchness and ability to, to make shots down the stretch, but... All of last year, even when he had his ups and downs, and I guess excluding the Sixers series, but it was certainly more than made up for in the conference finals and the finals. But all of last year, even when he struggled for stretches during the season, he was always willing to take the big shots, and he'd usually make them. He'd make them at a very high clip, and that's continued and even more so this year, and we've seen it the past two games against the Hawks and now this team. So shout out to Fred Van Vliet, man, getting the spicy p of the day, but not all plays can be the spicy p of the day, and some just make you say, oh... Jeez. And tonight, the OG's play of the day. It's going to Norvel Pelé, I believe, or Pell on the Sixers. And he, he gave a pretty mean shot to Patrick McCaw on this one. It's uh, not a DeMar Carroll gold star because it doesn't look like it was uh, intentional. But Patrick McCaw really took a, a mean hit. Some people say it's a face contusion. I think Sportsnet reported it's a broken nose. But really, really tough to see McCaw go out there. I know not a lot of fans are high on McCaw right now, but... He's still a guy, it's still tough to see one of your players go down like that, especially with all the, the blood and all that happening, but hopefully a speedy recovery from McCaw. He I know he hasn't been having the greatest stretches of late, but I still think he could be a positive contributor on this this Toronto Raptors roster, has a lot of skills that could be positive for this squad, but uh, before we swing into the DeMar Carroll Gold Star Award, if uh, people remember the Sixer series we've had this summer, obviously everyone remembers we the shot of shots happened in that series, to sound like Skip Bayless, but the, the, that series we had the don't trust the process moment of the game, and tonight there was a, a couple plays that stu- stood out to me in my mind. Ben Simmons had a really strong game for the Sixers tonight, 17 points, 8 assists, 10 rebounds, looked to be in attack mode in terms of getting into the paint, but the issue is, for a few possessions, he just he was getting in there and he was getting straight to the rim. And he wasn't looking to score. At one point, he had a half a foot shorter Kyle Lowry on him. Could have easily thrown up a post hook, but didn't. Uh, one time, he completely blew past the outcome and just didn't elect it not to shoot a layup. Uh, one possession, he had a little bit of an open floater there, ready to go on the right block. I just, I don't really get why he gets into lane, gets great opportunities for scoring, and doesn't look to shoot. I get him not trying to shoot threes and all that sort of stuff, but when he's inside, he's gotta he's gotta put the ball up. As a if I was a Sixers fan trying to see Ben Simmons progress and all that, I'd I'd be pretty frustrated with his in desire to shoot. And honestly, the lanes that he had has been the the most I've ever seen, especially against a Raptors team with uh, Al Horford running the center position as he can kind of shoot. He's one for six tonight, but Thybul kind of struggled for most of this one, hit a few in the second half. Uh, Harris is obviously a decent shooter, but the The more spacing that they have, the, the more lanes are open for Ben Simmons. He just needs to look to score on them. He had a, a lot of lanes. I just thought he wasn't aggressive enough. So that's the don't-trust-the-process moments of the game. But finally, the infamous, the one-the-only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And one of them is going to OG Ananobi tonight. One of the worser games I've seen from him this year. Zero points, one of 3 from the field. Really struggled just dribbling the ball. Wasn't really confident out there. One of the prototyp- prototypical Bad OG games, so hoping he bounces back. He's been up and down as of late, but the ups have been really high, so I won't get too much onto him, but as we've mentioned a lot with OG Ananobi, the consistency is key. I'm willing to wait it out, though. I was on Norman Island the ever since I've done the podcast, ever since he's been on the roster. I've been on Norm Island, and now it seems to be cashing in. He's playing consistently. I'm sure that will be the case for OG Ananobi as he gets more experience under his belt. But tonight's games like this, he really has to learn from and be strong with. But the player I'm more going to be critical of tonight, even though he didn't have an extremely bad game, but Pascal Siakam. 18 points, 15 rebounds. The rebounding was actually really solid. But in terms of getting buckets for this Toronto Raptors team, Pascal Siakam, when he's confident, he's free flowing. He's letting threes fly. That's what he does. And there's there's just a sense that every shot's going to go in. And at the start of the there stretches throughout, especially the start of this year, where he go on 12 point, 14 point runs all on his own with his ability to hit dribble pull ups, get to the rim, do the spins and all that sort of stuff. But Siakam, as of late, hasn't really had the juice like he's had at the beginning of the year, obviously coming back from injury, so we're not going to bag on him too much, but the 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 tension from Raptors fans and the expectations are going to increase and cre- increase as he gets further and further away from that injury. But tonight, I'm not really mad that he was missing shots. He was 8 of 23 from the field, but the fact he was passing up on a lot of good looks, and yes, he went 1 for 8 from the three-point line, but... Those shots usually came after he passed up a completely open one. There's a couple times he was just completely open in the corner and wasn't ready to shoot it. He was like, no, I'm going to try and force something over Al Horford and Ben Simmons. That's not the smart play to do. If you look at, compare it to a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who we saw all last season and people that watched the Doncic-Kawhi game last night, it was it reminded me of, like, how a superstar really works. Even if they're not hitting shots, even if they're not in a rhythm yet, they, they haven't gotten their game going, they're always willing to take the shots that they're good at, the shots that they, they kind of lean back on. And I think an open corner three is a shot that Siakam should be really confident in. And tonight, he, he was really hesitant on the threes that he took, especially in the second half. I know he's missing, but guys like Kawhi, guys like Luka Doncic that we saw, who has been having a remarkable year this year, They they aren't hesitant on the shots that they know they can make, and Siakam I guess he's not fully confident in them yet, and he knows he should be. That's why he took eight three pointers while not shooting the greatest percentage. But he he's passing up the ones he should because he goes through. You can almost see it. You can almost see him overthinking the possessions when his shots aren't going down. I think this is a big issue as to what we need from him to to evolve in terms of being our number one option because. If we're gonna have stretches where we saw it in last year's playoffs where we go through scoring droughts and the team isn't rolling and the the rosters and not free flowing, like Siakam's amazing, one of the best in the league. Again, he's still one of the best scorers in the league. But in terms of when the offense is free flowing, he he's one of the best. He's by far one of the best. And that next step for him is going to be norman powell isn't hitting shots fred van vliet isn't hitting shots and thankfully they were tonight but the the shots aren't going down we're gonna need siakam to just create some of his offense and he's getting the gold star for me is because instead of taking the shots we know he's money with even though he's missed a couple maybe over the course of the night he's passing up on those and then tries to force his game a little bit And i want to see siakam just have that extreme confidence that wherewithal that I make a few shots. I miss a few shots. I'm going to stay level-headed and know what I can do on the court. So that that confidence boost is what I'm looking for for Pascal Siakam. But anyways, I've ranted about this game too much. The the Raptors, big W. Got to check out the Zion game now, seeing his NBA debut. Hopefully, he lives up to expectations. We'll, we'll see if he does. I got a feeling they're not going to give him a lot of minutes. I, I, everyone's saying that he's going to come out and be fire, but... I don't even think he's going to play that much, but that's just my take. I could see the Michael Porter Jr.ing him and giving him just stretches of minutes, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Everyone tune into that Zion game. I'm excited to see how he performs, but you're the best man as far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Raptors out here balling. Riker should be back soon, so we're, we're rocking out. Raptors on a wing streak. I think we're on a five, six game win streak right now, so shout out to the Raptors. Shout out to you guys. I'm signing out. Cheers.